Hey y'all, welcome to the 11th Hour God Podcast, where we share testimony of how God is working in people's lives. We call this podcast the 11th Hour God, not because he shows up in the 11th hour, it's because we tend to see him in our 11th hour when we've finally given it all to him and are at our breaking point. I'm Jake. And I'm Kenny. Thank you for joining us today. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, So today we're just going to do something a little different um, just because going into the holidays, um, our schedules have been really busy. Everybody else's schedules have been really busy. So we haven't um, had a chance to bring anyone in to record. We have people lined up to record. We just haven't done it yet. So um, we didn't want to miss a Thursday dropping So we thought that maybe we would just um, update y'all on our fertility journey. So this is just going to be a really short one. (laughs) Yeah. And I think we had so much feedback from our last one where we shared our testimony and kind of dove into where we were at in the IVF process. So I think it's a perfect time to update and just kind of give everybody what we're doing. Yeah. So where we last left off, I believe, I probably should have listened to where we left off, but I think we got the clear to do, oh yeah, we got the clear to do the insemination and we were going to do the trigger shot. Yeah, I think that night we were doing the trigger shot. Yeah, okay, so this was last, not last Wednesday, but the Wednesday, Wednesday before. before. Yes, um, so we did end up doing the trigger shot that Friday. We went and um, went in to do the insemination and um, everything looked really good. Uh, she said my body was responding exactly how it was supposed to. Everything looked really perfect. Um, we wa- <laughs> Should I tell that? What? <laughs> we walked into the office and one of the techs over there, it was like, um, hey. <laughs> She's like, your husband's sperm looks amazing. So you should get pregnant. No problem. <laughs> TMI, I know, but James Jake looks at me and he goes, "She hear that I have super sperm." <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got to be proud of what you have. <laughs> anyway, sorry guys, TMI, but um, so that all to just say, like everything looked perfect. Yep. We did the insemination. It went really well. It went really quick. Um, we we're in and out, you know, and um, so I just had to take some pills after that to make it easier for everything to attach and for everything to happen. It just would help with your um, hormones. Yeah. It would help the whole cycle and process. Right. So then after that, we had another meeting or appointment scheduled the 13th coming up. Yeah, the 13th to do a pregnancy test. Right. So right. we hadn't, haven't done that appointment yet. Um, so on Monday, not this Monday, the Monday before, I was at my women's Bible study um, and we were just talking about this, and one of the ladies was like, you know, you can actually see, I think, like, even five days after to see if you're pregnant already. Like, do an at-home test, and you might be able to see, you know? And I was like, oh, really? I didn't realize it was that soon. Um, I know I didn't, Jake, I know I didn't give you, probably didn't tell you all this information as well. Nope, you didn't. <laughs> so um, I was like... And, and then a lot of the other ladies kind of pitched into and was like, yeah, you know, we, you can do that, whatever. So that Monday I was like, well, it's been three days. It, nothing will probably show up, but why don't I just try? I have a pregnancy test at home. So I did the pregnancy test and immediately it was positive. Yeah. And I started bawling my eyes out like, no, no, this can't be real. There's no way. 
and I was just like crying. I ended up calling a couple friends and sending them the picture of the positive test, which I've never in my life gotten a positive test. So I was like, <laughs> I was going to say, we've never seen that before. So never. Yeah. So I sent it to one of my friends and I was like, am I, am I seeing this correctly? And she's like, Oh my gosh, Kenny, this is insane. You're pregnant. What? That's so amazing. So I hung up with her and I was just like in my, I didn't tell Jake I was doing this. I was in my closet, just like crying. And thinking like, no, this can't be real. Something, something's up. This can't be real. You know, just like having all those doubts. Like, this is crazy. It's only been three days and it showed up so clear that I'm pregnant. Yeah. Is it like you didn't have to wait a full long time for it to develop. Yeah. It was, it was just insane. And um, one of my other friends ended up calling me back. And she's the one that we are actually going to be interviewing for the podcast in two weeks. Um and she was like, Kenny, this is incredible. And she thought about it for a second. And she was like, wait, the medication that you're on. And she only brought this up because she's on some of the same medication. She's like, would one of that give you a false positive? So I was like, well, I'm only on progesterone. So let me check. I checked it and progesterone wouldn't give you a false positive. And so she's like, oh, my gosh, this is insane. I wonder if this is real, you know, and all this stuff. And she does a lot of her homework when it comes to medication yeah. and what she puts in her body, what she takes, what she uses. So she's very knowledgeable in what would and wouldn't probably have that effect. Yeah. So um, I ended up hanging up the phone with her and I'm just literally sitting in my closet just bawling and just so, I mean, I couldn't describe how happy and excited I was and just thinking like, how am I going to tell Jake? Sorry. <laughs> I was thinking, like, I can't wait to tell Jake, and how am I going to tell him? And um, I get a text from that second friend that I spoke to, and she was like, Kenny, wait, one more thing. That trigger shot that you took, can that give you a false positive? And if so, like, how long does that stay in your system? So I Googled it, and for sure it said, yes, that will give you a false positive because of all the hormones in there. And it stays in your system between basically like 10 to 14 days. And this was day three. So all of that excitement (laughs) just went to like, okay, I guess, you know, it's a false positive, but. But you don't know that for sure at this point. Yeah, but I could still be pregnant. I don't know. It's just obviously way too early. I obviously wish like my doctor would have said, don't take a pregnancy test. <laughs> that would have saved a lot, but it was just a huge roller coaster of emotions. It's been something that we've been trying and praying and, and going through for so long that yeah. we're just so ready to see a positive test. And when I saw that positive test, man, I was just like joyful. Like, I can't believe I'm pregnant, you know? And then to kind of realize like I wasn't, or I, I wasn't sure if I was, um, it was just like, that was hard. And I wasn't going to tell you anything, but later I just, I gave you like a really brief playback of what happened. Yeah. Um, so anyways, I, um, the following week, which was last week, um, I was reading, you know, that it, it usually gets out of your system like 10 to 11 days. So day 12, I was like, well, I want to test again. I just want to see. Um, so I tested again on day 12 and it was negative. I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, I guess that was a false positive. I'm not pregnant. Um, 
I Googled it, though, because I was like, can, if the medicine's still in my system, can it give me a false negative? And so it said that it could. So I was like, okay, Kenny, stop taking tests. Just Stop listening to Dr. Google. <laughs> Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to just stop taking tests already. I'm just going to wait till Monday. Cause when I took and got the negative, it would, it's, it was this Monday. So on the, the 13th, which is this coming Monday, that's when I have my actual test with the doctor. Right. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to stop taking tests because like this medicine, I don't know if it's in me. I don't know any of this. It could be messing with my body still. So I'm just not going to do this. Um, and so the following day, which was Tuesday, I had a procedure to get done, um, completely unrelated to do with my esophagus. So I went in and did the procedure. And um, beforehand, though, they were like, oh, we need you to pee in a cup because we have to take a pregnancy test. And I was like, oh, OK. So I did all that. I didn't hear anything, got the procedure done. And then right before I left, I asked them, I was like, oh, hey, guys. So I had to, I know I had to get a pregnancy test done. Um, I just wanted to see if y'all got the results of that yet. And she's like, oh yeah, it was negative. She's like, we couldn't have done the procedure if you were pregnant. Because you were going under anesthesia for a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, I left the hospital. I told Jake and I just started crying. <laughs> um, that was hard. You know, like obviously from our podcast two weeks ago, we knew that, statistically the chances were low of getting pregnant but we obviously have faith that we will um so we didn't go into it saying oh yeah 100 i know we're going to be pregnant this first try we truly believe we are going to get pregnant at some point obviously we were you know we named this podcast the 11th hour god for a reason jake reminded me because <laughs> that's that's when we see things happen is in the 11th hour not in that first one in all aspects of our life all it is aspects. never early it is never you know according to our timing yeah it's never the first thing it's always the last 11th hour that yeah. we see him come through yeah so i was just like of course we're not going to get pregnant the first try cuz god's like we're waiting for that 11th hour to like for his testimony, you know, and we're just like, Lord, can we just like not wait just, till, one just once? Can just we not wait once. till the 11th hour? Can we just have it happen already? Yeah. Um. So anyways, yeah, that was that was really hard. I messaged my fertility doctor's office and basically told them what happened. And they were like, you know, just still holding on to a tiny bit of hope that they say like, no, it's still too early. We still need to test you on Monday. But yeah. they were just like, oh, okay, yeah, let's just cancel the appointment. Then you're not pregnant. <laughs> I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and you can laugh about that now, but it was hard. It was very hard. It was hard to hear. I had a really hard day for sure. I just felt heavy and um, just like, you know, when stuff like that happens, you just, no matter how much faith you have, you start having doubts like, okay, maybe I'm not going to get pregnant. Maybe this isn't for me. Maybe the Lord doesn't want us to have babies. But I, I snapped out of that pretty quick. But it's like I had to have my moment of <laughs> self-pity <laughs> for a minute. <laughs> yeah. But it's, we've seen that in the past with us. Like nothing, like you said, nothing has been easy per se. Like we've always had to have some kind of trial before we triumph. Yeah. Especially for uh, with us specifically, you know. Yeah. But we've seen God come through over and over again when we've been in this valley. Like we've seen him work. 
Yeah, and what one thing I always tell Kenny is when we're in that valley, like we take a moment, we pray, and I always remind her like God's track record with us has always been one hundred percent. Not yeah. one time did we need him to come through that he didn't. Not one time. I can't yeah. think of one time. Now maybe he didn't come through in the way we thought, but he still came through with something better or different that still was for his glory. Yeah. Um, and of you know, obviously like being surrounded with the community that we are here, it was just the ladies have just been so amazing. I came home to flowers on the bench, um, got some flowers from somebody else after and um just the sweetest messages, people offering to like go on a walk and talk and all this stuff. But um I'm the kind of person I just kinda need to be alone <laughs> yeah for a little bit um but like man our my girlfriends here have just been so incredible and it would be a lot harder to get through this stuff without them for sure you know it's been amazing to just see this community that we have here and just the way they rally around us in such a biblical way yeah you know it's i've, I've been reminded and seen the verse multiple times in the past couple of weeks and it's, you know, Matthew nine, one through eight about the paralyzed man who was lowered through the roof so that mm. Jesus could heal him. And it said, one of the captions said it wasn't his faith that helped him. It was the faith of his friends. friends. Yeah. And so that's just such a good reminder that when we're surrounded in that community and your friends are truly praying for you and truly stopping what they're doing to intercede for you. Yeah. There's huge works in that. There's yeah. so much that God does with that. And I think that's why it's so important to be in that community. Yeah, absolutely. Y'all, it's like who you surround yourself with matters. Just like, just always, always remember that who you surround yourself with matters. If you're surrounding yourself with people who aren't lifting you up, who aren't believers, who aren't praying for you, find you those people. Because that matters in your life so much. Absolutely. And it's not to stay away from the non-believers. It's not to not associate with those that sin because we yeah. all still sin. Yeah, not at all. You know, you absolutely need to mingle with, with everybody and love and be kind to everybody. But it's like who is feeding your soul? Like, yeah. obviously, we get filled up from Jesus and his word. But who else is pouring into us? Yeah. You know, you, you have to have those friends that pour into you. Mm -hmm. And if you can look at your circle and say, I'm not being poured into these people don't even worry about where I'm at or what I'm doing or how I am. Or are they even saying anything to me in love? Like, Hey, that's not necessarily what we should be doing. Yeah. That's so important. Then it's time to reevaluate your circle. Yeah. So with all that being said, we are going to try our um, second round of IUI. Once I start my cycle again, um, and go from there. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll have another update in a few weeks or a couple months or another time. To, Probably like a month. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we really appreciate everybody who, you know, reached out or yeah. had said something or, or even just said we're praying for you because yeah. this has been such a journey and we really feel those prayers. We yeah. feel that that commitment to that. Yeah, if any of y'all like feel led to reach out uh, to just say something or to like send us a prayer or anything like that, please do. Like we are welcoming that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um. So before we close, just uh, just wanted to update you on our small groups as well. 
um, I know you started your small group with your men. How's that going? Yeah, that's been incredible. We uh, have had two sessions. We're currently going through the Wild at Heart book with, mm-hmm. by John Eldridge. Um, anybody who hasn't read it, I recommend it, especially men, um, and then hand it to your wives afterwards. Uh, the way he describes a man in a biblical way and a man's heart and what we long for, I think all the guys were like, this really speaks to me. Yeah, good. But I think, too, like just the engagement, I think we have almost 100% of our guys from small group or our large group yeah, um, who are participating. And, man, I'm blown away at what they're sharing, at what they're reacting to. And, you know, some of these guys you would never expect to even say a word. And they're just pouring out into, you know, how this is really what stood out to me or this is really how I took that or whatever the, the lesson is. And we're just so thankful to see these guys and to walk alongside them, you know, and I can't wait to talk about it in a year and see like how they've grown in their faith, how their marriage, their family, their household, how that's all grown. And that's my biggest prayer through all this. Yeah. I've already had some of their wives come up to me and just saying like they see a difference already from the few weeks that you guys have been doing it. Yeah. We had a week there where our, small group, our, our combined group split. We do that. We try to do that once a month where all the women go to one group or house and all the men go to another house. Um, and even that within these past few weeks has been so just engaging and I just can't get over how invested these guys are to it. And I I just love it. I haven't seen this level of engagement and, um, and commitment to it. Like, it's just, it's incredible. I'm so thankful for these guys. Yeah, we definitely see um, more vulnerability and more interaction and stuff like that when we separate men and women, which makes sense, you know, because sometimes spouses don't want to say things in front of their spouses. And it's not I want to clarify with being like our groups are never like a spouse bashing thing. No, not at all. It's it's honestly, which has been so incredible. And I love it's honestly been like this is our problems. This is a problem that I'm having with my husband. But what can I do to make it better. Like what am I not doing to cause him to be like this or whatever? It's like always comes back to us in a self-reflection. And I know with you guys, it's the same. Like obviously we don't share anything about what's spoken about in our separate men and women's groups. But I know we always come back together to be like, it's just been incredible. Like they're learning to grow. They're learning like what they can do to make their marriage better and all this stuff. It's just been so great. Yeah. And the, the big thing that the men are, are looking at and taking control over is um, how are we leading? Yeah. How are we leading our wives? How are we leading our children, mm-hmm. our homes, our work? And, and we're called to be leaders. And so I really feel like if we start to take that role and that authority that's been given to us by God that everything trickles down from that. Like we got to step into that role and not be passive. Yep. Absolutely. We just see in the Bible so often, even with Adam and Eve, the very first humans on earth, the passivity there that led to the fall. Yeah. Where Eve took a bite of that apple and was like, Adam just like kind of, it's like, okay, yeah, I'll let her do this. Even though God told us not to. (laughs) Yeah. And it's never easy to tell your spouse. No, but (laughs) sometimes you have to (laughs) for the greater of people. (laughs) For the greater good. <laughs> the greater of good. The greater good. Um, so, yeah. So, that's been the guys group. Like, we have been just so engaged. And it's so... 
easy, I guess. Yeah. You know, and again, we've known these guys for over a year. Mm-hmm. I think there's a couple newer. Mm-hmm. But man, it's just it's so refreshing to see these guys dig in the way that they're digging in. I love it. And I know you're seeing that in the women's group. Oh, yeah. I mean, like we've said, I've said before already that this study has been so incredible and all of our relationships with the Lord have have grown. And I just feel like it's honestly changed us and the way that we just go about things in our day to day lives and go about things with our husbands. And I mean, even you said like that you since we started this study, you had seen a change in me and like how I handled certain situations and things like that. And I know like. I definitely, um, not always, I'm still working on it, but I think before I say something, like if I get frustrated or something like that, um, one of the really, really big things that us as women talked about was to stop using, that's common sense. Like when we get frustrated with y'all and I'm so guilty of this and I thought I was the only one, apparently all women do this. (laughs) I took comfort in that. (laughs) But Like when you would do something and I get frustrated with it, I'm like, babe, that's so common sense. And obviously that's not respectful, first of all. But another thing that we have to look look at is that where does, like who's common sense? To me, something might be common sense, but to you it's not. And I think that's such a difference in men and women. Women, I feel like always think three steps ahead. Mm -hmm. Like you are like, okay, here's what I'm making. Here's what I need. This is the type, da, 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 da. And guys are very black and white. Like, I'll be the first to say, like, we need instructions with pictures, <laughs> the exact amount. I always use the example of an onion. Kenny will send me to the store for a few items and, and she'll just put onion. Is that one onion, two onion, a red <laughs> onion, a yellow, a sweet? Like, <laughs> so I'm always like, you got to be very detailed. But to her, like, that is what she would call common sense. Like, I'm making this, so I want this type of onion. Right. It's, to me, it's like... I only ever buy one type of onion. It's common sense that it's that type of onion. But to you, it's like, I never paid attention to what kind of onions you ha- you use. I yeah. don't know if you're going to be using a different one this time. That's what I mean. It's like, nothing really is common sense, honestly. And for me to even just see, I can think it all I want, but for me to be like, that's common sense. Like, that's just so disrespectful. And I've really been trying to like, just speak life into you more than anything else. And I know I, I fail every day, but I feel like I've been doing better at it. And I will continue to try to be better at it and you have been and I told Kenny this a few weeks ago like there's just she seems so much lighter when she is interacting with things or again for those that know Kenny she is a rancher Portuguese like I mean she just has everything behind her to be uh Stubborn short, and hard-headed. Short fused. <laughs> short fused. I mean she was dealt a bad pair a hand to uh, <laughs> handle that stuff but she so she is very, um, again, just like very logical with what she does. And when somebody else, and she's learning this even through work and different relationships and that not everybody thinks the way she does. Yeah. Well, I grew up with a rancher father that like, if you didn't read his mind, you were in trouble. So you base, I basically like learned to, in a sense, read his mind when my dad looks at me and he's like, Hey, get the kind. I know what the kind means. <laughs> it's actually an incredible gift. I want to record it sometime to show people because like working the ranch when I when we lived there, he would literally like go grab this and she would know exactly what it was in the garage or out, you know, somewhere else in the ranch. And I'm like, how in the world did you know? And she's like, well, he's going to be doing this next and he's going to do that. So he's going to need this tool or that piece of equipment or whatever. It's really incredible to see how they acted 
interacted with each other. But because I grew up like that, with it's like, you know, you guys are together all the time. I should know what he needs. I started putting that on you. Like, we're together all the time. We do all this stuff. You should know what I need. You should be able to read my mind. And that's just like, that's insane, obviously. <laughs> yeah. And I try to. Like, I try to, to think ahead and... Because a lot of times the car comes back on empty. <laughs> and I guess that was my fault. <laughs> I should have known to fill it up before she got home. See, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> all the guys are shaking their head and all the girls are like, oh, yeah, that's me too. <laughs> but um, anyways, we finished our study um, and we're going to do a new study in January, which we're really excited about. We're going to um, stop for the holidays. But the women, we were just like, you know, we need this refueling of our souls every Monday, the conversation and just like, just like, um, being in this together. So we're going to still meet every Monday, have some coffee and just have conversations to the point of like, how, how is your marriage doing? What can we pray for? What can we, what do we need to work on? And this, and whatever it is, you know, just, um, a time where we're encouraging each other and just being there for each other. We don't have any plans. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Just pouring into each other and really just lifting each other up. Yeah, exactly. Um, And we also, you know, we found that um, when we're not meeting, it's honestly harder to stay on track. It's harder to like, it's like when you're constantly being poured into and constantly in the word and constantly talking about God, it's so much easier to stay on track and to like be that person that um, is after the Lord's own heart, you know, and be that person that's just better but when you like f- fall off track and you're not meeting with other believers, you're not constantly in the word. It's so much harder. Like that's when the enemy gets at you. Yeah. It's easier when you fill your time in your days with something else yeah. to continue to fill your time in your days with something else, yeah. you know, and, and one of the ladies last night, she said, um, you know, I constantly am thinking like, is there, am I putting, am I making something else in my life? God, Yeah. you know, am I giving my attention to an idol whether it be work or money or, you know, time behind a TV, like, or am I making God my priority? Right. So with us continuing to meet, even though we're not in a study right now, that will just help us continue to put the Lord as our, as our priority to make him a priority. Yeah. And I meant to ask you this the other week, but do you feel like there's been a lot more spiritual attacks the last few weeks? Yeah. Same. Like, I just feel like lately, Things that could go wrong are going wrong. Yeah, it was really crazy because a couple of weeks ago, um, I had a house that went under contract, something that we've been praying for. Um, I had another house that closed. We got some like good news about our house that we're selling in Hawaii. Um, so it was like some really amazing things were happening, but I just felt so like irritable and like just heavy. You know? Yeah. And we were starting our IUI. Like We were starting our IUI. It was like all really, really great things. All big blessings. Because yeah. again, like we said in the last podcast, we hadn't really taken a first step into medication right. or actual procedures. It was still just trying to get you regulated. And now we're taking this first huge step mm-hmm. and even getting the negative pregnancy test. Like I think that was a spiritual attack of like, how are you going to handle that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? But yeah, you're right. Like we definitely have been feeling... Um, some spiritual attacks. That's for sure. And it was, it's to the point where it's like, I'm like, babe, I don't know why I'm feeling like this. Like I should be so overjoyed about all of this. Um, 
I was like on the verge of tears basically for two days, almost the whole time, you know, and it made no sense. And that's kind of when you're like, because we are being attacked right now. You are being attacked. Like things are going so well. You're so close with the Lord right now. Your relationship's so great with him. Our relationship's so great. That's when the enemy is like, okay, I got to get in there and separate all this yep. now. And it's it's even beyond us. I know some friends have have reached out to me, some other guys, some women have reached out to you about yeah. different things, just hardships in life, not yeah. anything bad per se, but just yeah. things that they're going through that the enemy's attacking, yeah. you know? And I think when, again, our group, our group has been amazing and it's, it's so full of believers and I think there's so much power in it. and we see it with prayer, mm-hmm. with answered prayer. And so I know like even like we've mentioned before, like talking to other people, we don't, can't explain how this group works. Yeah. Like we literally, like my joke is that I just unlocked the door on Wednesdays and our room gets filled with people, but that's all because of Jesus, not us. Yeah. Like we have nothing, like we don't offer anything that anybody else could. Yeah. Like we literally have nothing else that anybody else wouldn't have. It's just, he spoke to us to open our doors. We were obedient and he blessed that. That's just kind of how it works. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, all that to say that, like, I think when everything seems to be moving along smoothly is when the enemy starts to, or the blessings start to come, is like when the enemy's like, okay, I can't have this, and starts to try and lie and wreak havoc where he can. Yeah. So always keep that in mind. Like, if, if you know, you just see a bunch of blessings coming and you're close with the Lord and then things just start getting heavier, whatever it is, that's always, that's spiritual attacks. And it's so important to call it out and to like not let it affect you. You know, I I am obviously it's hard to not let it affect you, but not let it change who you are and like change your, you know, mind and your relationship with the Lord. Because even if I, even though I was feeling that heaviness and all that, I recognized that was the enemy. And obviously it was, you know, and I just like had to change my mindset on how I was thinking about things. Like I, you know, he was just whispering lies in my ears, like, this is happening with such and such. So you need to, you need to go say this to them or whatever it is. And I like the Lord just kept reminding me like, that's not, that's not me. That's not me. Yeah. And I think, um, with that, it, when you're in those seasons, it's always good to remember that the chaos, the lies, that's not God's character. Yeah. Like God would never lie to you. He would never create chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, does he allow chaos to happen? Yeah. It's part of our free will. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that we have to go through it, but it's part of life. And he tells yeah. us that in the Bible. We talked about that last night. Like hardships will happen yeah. to Christians. Like it's just, it is what it is. Well, without hardships, what you don't need faith. Yeah. yeah. If he made everything easy for us and everything was lovey-dovey, what's the point of relying on him? You know? Yeah, we'd just be in heaven already. Yeah. And all that, like I remember after we left the doctors, after... Friday on the insemination, remember I told you, like, get ready. Here come the attacks. You did. (laughs) Because I know, like, I just, I can feel, and I've said that so many times before in our past where I just feel like, okay, we're going to be attacked here. Mm -hmm. And and I just, I'm, I've called it out a few times where now we got to hunker down and pray because we know that with blessings, with all of this that God is is providing, the enemy is going to attack that. Yeah. And that day when I was just like feeling really heavy and I was like on the verge of tears the whole time, basically. Um, I remember you came in the living room and you were just like, you reached for my hand and you said, we're going to pray. And I don't know if I told you this, but you know, we ended up praying. Um, and I felt so much lighter after that. It didn't, not everything went away, 
but I just, I felt like I could breathe. I think that's an easy way to put it, a good way oh. to put it. No, you didn't tell me that. No, I didn't. But a lot of times, there's times where we'll go through something or Kenny's going through something or stressed out or whatever it is. And I'll tell her a lot of times, like, this is all I have to offer is prayer. Like, I don't have words of wisdom. I don't have anything, any great way to save this or change it, but I can't pray. Yeah. Well, honestly, like your hugs and then you just praying for me that always, it always helps. Yeah. And that's really all I do need at that point. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> Maybe that's a side hustle. I'll offer <laughs> hugs and prayers. <laughs> um, anyways, that actually went so much longer than I expected it to. It always we have does. That ability. <laughs> we do have that ability. Um, but as always, guys, if you guys have any questions, um, again, like I said, if you want to send just words of encouragement, prayers to us on our um Bible Instagram, verses. Bible verses, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, or our email. We are very, very receptive to, receptive to those. We read everything. Um, yeah. And we just, we appreciate y'all so much for continuing to tune in and and support um, this journey. Yeah. Um, so next week, we're actually going to have two of our best friends who are going through this fertility journey with us, basically. Um, they're the ones that we talked about um, two weeks ago that is going to the same fertility fertility clinic that we're going yeah. through um and so honestly we haven't really even heard all of their stories so we're just gonna blindly interview them and um see what happens but we are so excited for that because theirs is i know theirs is an um, amazing journey as well yeah and and i was just talking to them this week and they said that they are prepared to be completely open and raw yeah. and they they want to lay it all out there and they were even saying that they don't think that they've ever really thought about it from beginning to end yeah you know it's just kind of as it comes or as they're dealing with it um and and like we said they're going through a similar journey but not the same so I'm so excited to like really just dive in and and get the full story the full testimony from them yeah absolutely all right guys thanks again for joining us and we will see you in two weeks god bless (laughs) 